station wagons have been through a considerable number of image changes. It took on a pucker style when it was given the name Shooting Brake in association with aristocrats driving around the estate blasting away at defenceless animals. The closest it ever got to the youth market was in the early 50s and 60s when it was the surfer's mobile home. But it has a number of incarnations that give it a dowdy image. For example, the family holiday vehicle, Chevy Chase in the Vacation series, which is part of a seven-film National Lapoon string of movies. The Griswold family is not something you wish to be associated with. Then there's the parents' school-run vehicle. And and the travelling salesperson's office on wheels. With such images, it's not surprising they have ebbed and flowed with sales numbers, some falling away. The Camry station wagon is gone, but not lamented, as is the large slab-sided Ford Falcon, which went well before the demise of the sedan. It provided huge room, but was surpassed by the more trendier SUVs. Even the Hyundai i30 wagon dropped off the market, although it may come back. Our roving correspondent, Matthew Brown, who is in his 30s, needed a new car but didn't think he was quite old enough for a station wagon. More recently there's been a bit of a revival with the marketing expression sports wagon which infers that you're an adventurer rather than a parent caught up in raising children. Now Holden is taking the next step in the evolution. The new model will be called a Tura. How does it all fit in? Holden's director of design is Richard Falazzo whom we've spoken to in the past, a good friend of the program. He joins us on the line now. Richard Thanks very much for your time. Hello, David. You were part of, of course, designing the Commodore Sports Wagon. What was your brief there? Yeah, oh, indeed I was, and it's very dear to my heart. Um, this was a 2008 <laughs> release, and we had previously designed the VE range of vehicles. So we were talking about the sedan, the utility, and the, um, the Caprice along wheelbase. And around that same time, the SUVs were really burgeoning, weren't they, all over the world. We were looking at them, and, and indeed, we since then have filled our fleet with um, um, GM SUVs, but we felt that there was a sport wagon lurking within that fabulous VE architecture. Hmm. So uh, it was came out of our design. Actually, we lobbied for a sport wagon, which was built on the sedan wheelbase rather than the, the longer uh, utility or caprice wheelbase. But of course, with VE, that wheelbase was already longer and gave us a great proportion, and we, we felt that we could get the perfect compromise that sweet spot between functionality and style. We have a really functional vehicle that looks cool, um, a great tailgate that lifts up vertically, and you know, it's, it's uh, wagons could become a, a vehicle of desire, not derision. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely expression. In fact, that's the point, isn't it? You didn't want the real long wheelbase, which might have made the car look a bit hearse-like. Gee, I had a look back at the uh, Aston Martin Lagonda. I don't know if you ever remember that, the big chisel nose front. They put a station wagon yeah. out that, that made a hearse look like a, you know, a hatchback. It was it was horrible. And this is why wagons had become out of favour uh, in recent times. They were very long and sort of frumpy, um, you know, middle-aged family guy vehicles. Yes. We wanted to make it sexy. And look, it was very successful for us. Like one in three of our Commodores was, was a sport wagon. Um, very, very popular. And, of course, there was a whole range of them. We could then do a legitimate SS version because they looked really sporty. Well, the fact is, I think both your wagons and your utes, you sold an awful lot of V8 engines with them, didn't you? Absolutely. Once again, it's the same story. The utility was a very functional vehicle. 
uh, but it came became more of a fashion statement. So indeed, the S or the SS in particular, the utility, became the most popular level in that range. Uh, it was competing on a different level with your normal Colorado type trucks, you know, your proper proper one tonner trucks. Uh, these became used this stylish workman's truck who needs a bit of towing capacity, some tools in the back, but it's not the you know the serious workhorse. They became more of a fashion statement, or in some ways even a, a surrogate two-door coupe. Yes, I've talked about the two-door coupe with the ute, which really comes into its own at a bachelor and spinster ball. (laughs) Indeed. You've got the ute out there, but it's also a bit of a sports car. I think at the time, I remember talking to the then general manager or managing director, uh, I think there was some hesitation. You actually had to argue hard to get the wagon in the style that you wanted it and brought back. Is, Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It was a bit of lobbying um, because it was a bit of a break from tradition where it was the, you know, the shorter wheelbase and it was a, a sport uh, entry rather than you know just a functional um, fleet car. We used to sell heaps of them to Telstra, in fact still do, um, because it was more about capacity. Hmm. But we'd seen that there was a shift in, in the marketplace. People were willing to take on SUVs, which, which we know actually have a, quite a short overhang in the rear. Therefore, there's not a lot of rear sp- space it's all very vertical. Mm. You can stack things up tall, but what we call as bed length, where you fold the seats down and, you know, in a sport wagon, it's two metres. So you can easily sleep in the back of a, a sport wagon. I raced a little Alfa Romeo sports wagon, and it had that sort of tailing mm. off slopey back roof line to it. It wasn't the square angle. It was something that uh, really would appeal to the adventurer who might not go bush bashing, but might go out with their uh, scuba gear in the back. Exactly. Um, people going up to the snow or just um, taking bikes on the, on the roof. Um, yes, yeah, so I looked at that, that alpha as well. And it all comes down to the roof line. You just mentioned that, David, and you're quite right. The roof line, the profile, the silhouette of the vehicle can still look very sporty, which is where the shooting brake um, expression comes from. It's just not a frumpy wagon. It's, it's actually a different um, style where it's a two-box, but but sleek and tapering at the back. So, it, you know, it suggests an element of speed. Um, and that's the success, success of the, um, the architecture. The new Commodore, you're moving into a Tourer. Is, uh, is the name important? Is it in, uh, to not put the word wagon on it? Well, and indeed, there will be um, a sport wagon version, which will be the conventional low ride height. Right. So that will complement the, the new Commodore hatch, as it will be in the first quarter of 2018 when a new generation Commodore arrives. Mm. So there'll be the, the hatch version, which is a fabulous body style in itself. There will be a sport wagon. Once again, uh, going off the success of the current one, we wanted to p- pursue that further. But the Tourer will be another model in the range. Ah. So it, it will have a similar body style to the to the sport wagon, but it will be raised a further 20 millimeters, uh, be V6 all-wheel drive standard, and it'll have the, the wheel arch moldings and that more adventurous look about it. It's for those people who don't necessarily need a seven-seat SUV, but are more adventurous, want a bit more ground clearance, want a standard uh, all-wheel drive system, Similar to the success of Subarus, um, Volvos, Audis, in those all-road type vehicles. Mm. Very, very popular in in Europe, and we think it would really fit nicely here as well. That's an interesting sort of part way between a station wagon and an SUV, isn't it? And and tries to be not 
as, well, SUVs to some degree have got almost a bit frumpy in some ways in that they're now being used to pick up kids at school. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that it's not the adventurous four-wheel drive image that you might imagine. Exactly. It's, it's the case. Um, they are pretty much um, soccer mum vehicles now. They are now really replacing the old people movers, you know, your Turago type vehicles, which were never really fashionable, but very functional. Mm. Uh, this is the opportunity for people to have seven seats. It looks more stylish as an SUV. That's okay. Uh, but as you say, they don't look at off-road at all anymore. Things have really changed. With the with the Tourer, it gives you a bit more capability, but in a wagon style, so you've got more bed length and space in the back, uh, albeit the five-seater. I often thought that the people mover was the motoring equivalent of sensible shoes. <laughs> they were the sort of thing that uh, parents and citizens groups decided school children should wear without ever knowing what a Doc Martin was. <laughs> Yeah, I like that analogy. Uh, but I think uh, to some degree they've got better. There's, there's no question about that. I noticed from the press release there's some uh, wonderful things. Sculptural artistry, artistry meets German precision. Bushwalk meets Fashion Week styling. And if Bear Grylls and James Bond had a love child, this is the sort of thing that is really taking the old wagon-type shape into a whole new world and reflects the sorts of things you've been saying. I guess marketing must love it. Well, yes, OK, we have to give them a little bit of leeway for a bit of spin there. <laughs> but it really, the idea, of course, is, is to make people think twice about it. Uh, I think we achieved that already with the previous sport wagon, but it's reaffirming that it is a very legitimate choice and it's fashionable, capable. I drive a sport wagon on a regular basis. I have done since 2008, since we released this body style. Mm. I just think it's the most practical body style. It's very stylish. I just love it. A third of the sales of the Commodore, that was enormous. What do you anticipate the sort of split between sedan, hatch and tourer and station wagon with the new Commodore? Have you got a feel for that? Oh, gosh, too hard to forecast that at this stage. Look, you know, I'd love to see it remain around that level. Uh, I don't, don't see why it couldn't. The new sport wagon is very, very stylish as well. Uh, has a power lift gate now and, and at the rear, very functional. I, I see no reason for it to be deviating from those numbers, but, you know, we're not forecasting or publishing anything for that level yet. It's, it's too early to say. Yeah. I guess then a general... Is there a shift, do you think, in the market that you will appeal to with the Commodore brand name? Is that uh, in the past it was uh, stylish and you certainly added to that, yet it was still seen as that you know big, good, solid, suited to Australian type of car. Do you think you'll get a, a broader or a different market with the new Commodore? Well, we're looking for a broader market, David. Uh, we believe that the current owners will, will still simply love this one as well. Yes, it's a different configuration. It will have a, a, a two-litre turbo, both petrol and diesel, in a front-drive configuration in the base levels, but we have V6 all-wheel drive for other levels. So, you know, if you're, if you're a diehard and you want the back wheel spinning, then yes, they will be propelled. <laughs> the car is about 200 kilos lighter. So technology is allowing us to do these things. Hmm. So together with the high output V6, much lighter body and the all-wheel drive grip, this thing will really stick to the road and perform very, very well. So there's no problem there. People will enjoy the experience. With the more up-to-date technology, the European flavor, uh, I, I think there's no reason why you wouldn't even have it on your, on your wish list. Hmm. You're into German-built cars, 
Uh, if you're an Audi, a Mercedes, or Volkswagen aficionado, then this one fits exactly the same bill. But no ute. Is that a sad loss to your fleet? Well, it is. You know, naturally, we have a sentimentality about the ute. Uh, it had such a, a, um, a place in Australian culture. But like most things, the automotive landscape changes. And frankly, the Colorado-type body style does that job better than, than the utes used to. This particular architecture doesn't lend itself to a, you know, a capable ute. No. So it's not possible this time around. Uh, but, you know, who knows in the future, but not, not for this body style. No, in fact, the whole dual cab configuration, as well as being able to have a single cab and tray, is really much more along the function, but, of course, not really along the two-door sports car line. I, I guess that will be a, no. a loss to the to the uh, the general fleet. Yes, it was something unique to Australia, both our sales and Ford. You know, we captured that market. Uh, the Americans delved in it for a while there as well with the Chevy El Camino and the uh, Ford Ranchero, uh, similar body styles to what Australia had been used to. But the world over, you see that the, the, the pickups, uh, the mid-sized pickups, or even the large ones like Silverados, they're very, very popular. And just like the SUVs, they've moved into a position now where they're so much more comfortable, they're very, very civilised, and they are now a surrogate family car. You've travelled to the US, I know I've seen you there many times. Every family seems to have a, a pickup truck in the fleet to do all those sort of jobs, and it's very, very comfortable. So we can see why that's happened, and we we have to move with the times as well. We, we recognise that. As a designer, do you see that sort of dual cab as an area where in the future you may be able to, you or your profession may be able to add some flair without going over the top? Well, I think you'll find already that a lot of the dual cab um, utes have sport models. We have a Z71 in our Colorado range. Uh, our competitors do similar. Years ago, that wouldn't have even been considered. <laughs> you had your, your, your hose-down vinyl in your, <laughs> your vinyl floor. Now, you know, you've got your leather, your piping, your stitching and all the features. Uh, you know, tradesmen are cashed up just like anybody else. The families. Now that these vehicles are so much more comfortable and, uh, you know, it's very civilised, there's no problem throwing the whole family into a, a crew cab Colorado uh, very comfortably. And we're going to see more and more of this. It, the, top, in the top 10 vehicles being sold in this country, a lot of them now are in that, that category of vehicles. So we're taking that, that area very, very seriously. There's still an old guard, isn't there? I drove the Toyota 70 Series which is square and uh, still only a manual five-speed plot along. I felt like if you tried to make that look sexier, to be like putting solar panels on a cathedral. It was uh, an old style, <laughs> an old style uh, yeah. car. But but you have to admit that is a very small market. All right, Richard, uh, I love the I love your work and I appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to the future as well. Thank you very much for your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you, David. Cheers. And that's Richard Falazzo, who's Holden's Director of Design. And uh, there we were talking about the station wagon, sports wagon, tourer, call it what you like. It's cover a, a more modern trend than perhaps some have might have seen it in the not-so-distant future. And a longer interview can be heard on our website at drivenmedia.com.au.